0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, 248-539-9797 is the phone number. Double D. Dan Dickerson's here on Pac Caputo. And uh addition to Tiger Talk here on 971 the ticket. Tigers Free Agent Signee Pitcher, Tyson Ross, will join us at 745 tonight. We got a lot to talk about uh pitchers and catchers of course reporting on the 12th uh actually and uh full squad coming in shortly after that and uh you know baseball will be coming up uh, sooner instead of later
1: opening day April 4th
0: can't you wait for that
1: opening day here and of course in March still opening day in Toronto that's right. Uh,
0: which will be a good place to have opening day instead of no here. No
1: postponements on March thirty first 1st. weekend. That
0: was not <laughs> good last year. And I know this about Toronto. Unless there's some kind of collapse or something with the dome, that game will be
1: played. I was to some notes. Uh, over the last couple of days, just going through some stuff to see what I wanted to weed out and what I wanted to keep. But I think it was by early May, there had been already seven postponements. That was just the Tigers. Right. No was Seven postponements. It was ridiculous, is right. And there's not a whole lot of solutions when you start in, in late March. One of them is playing a dome. <laughs> so well, at I least you know I, that first
0: weekend is good. I, you know, I, I thought it was sacrilegious, to be honest with you, that the Tigers are playing Pittsburgh here. Uh, you know, it, it's so iffy on what the weather is going to be like on March 30. It's it's rough enough on April 4th, right? You know, but there's a big difference between those four or five days. Anybody who's ever grown up here, yeah, you know, you'll see an Indian summer day uh, that'll come up in the uh, middle of uh, March, you right? Know, and people will be like, "Oh, yes, it's so no- wonderful and nice out here," uh, but the uh, reality of it
1: is that uh, those
0: uh, days are fewer and farther in between.
1: I was looking at the schedule for next year, and again, you know, they're trying. There's there's no solutions. You can't just stay on the West Coast for three weeks and then come home or play in the Dome Stadium and or West Coast for three weeks. But the Tigers literally do not go further south, I believe, than Cleveland before the end of May. Before the end of May. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's pretty (laughs) ridiculous. They're on the road in New York and Minnesota and Boston and Chicago and Philadelphia, Minnesota, back to New York. And then finally, Baltimore at the end of May. That's the first time they actually go south of, say,
0: Cleveland. You know, I was disappointed last year too. That uh, you know, there are different stages for different franchises, and you have—I don't know—the schedule maker. You know, I've never been in that spot. I don't know all the logistical problems and issues. I'm sure that uh, they're a uh, myriad. They would say that, <laughs> but you know, I felt bad for the organization last year. Yankees come in one time. Yankees are a marquee draw. They come in. You know when the weather is just absolutely awful before the kids are out. You know, and it doesn't give the Tigers really much of a chance. So, you know, if you're looking at an organization like the Tigers, this is a year or two of a rebuild. Uh, you, you, if you're going to have marquee teams come in, give them a chance to, you know, get their attendance up a little bit, give the fans an opportunity to enjoy, you know, the great uh, teams that are coming in, and don't do it like in the middle of April when right. the weather is really bad. It was sacrilegious. One of them was a night game, wasn't it? You oh, know, I think so. You know, and uh, you know, it was like, man, it, it really was just an awful situation for the Tigers last year. I felt bad because it's the only time the Yankees come in. Only time.
1: This time the Tigers go to New York right after Toronto.
0: Yeah, it doesn't affect, <laughs> you know, the Tigers, you know, the, the Yankees attendance. You know, they, right. you know and, they're going to have
1: 40,000
0: plus. Yeah, so do plus it that games. way. But, you know, we have a number of things to talk about. Uh, You know, what are the Tigers going to do the rest of the offseason? You know, a couple ideas of where they're looking. uh, Look, They're going to try to sign a second baseman. I found that out today. Uh, You know, one of the possibilities will be Beckham, uh, the second baseman, uh, you know, shortstop, former first pick in the draft, somebody with a lot of speed but never has lived up to the potential. Uh, but somebody's still at an age where he can still possibly, you know, break out a little bit, and also uh, somebody that if he does well, they possibly can flip in a trade. Uh, there's a possibility uh, they're they're looking for a catcher, but it's not what you might think. You know, they're not looking for somebody like Mezzarocco or somebody coming off an injury, something like that. What they're looking for is maybe another catcher or thrower that they can put at AAA. Uh, the plan is to see what they've got in Grayson Griner. Uh, they liked what they saw. The coaching staff liked it uh, a lot last year. He's going to be their number one catcher. There's, they have no intention of changing that. Um, they want to see what he can do, and Hicks is going to be his backup, and uh, they might sign some organizational depth. They have no intention of bringing Jake Rogers along to this year. Jake Rogers, there's as good a chance he'll start in Erie as he will in uh, Toledo. Uh, if he uh, plays what... You know, it is you'll push him. You know, you'll hear me on the radio after where's Jake Rogers? <laughs> you know, like I tend you to won't do not
1: quite get on the rant that you did in twenty seventeen with Joey Menace. No,
0: no, but you know, last year it was Christian Stewart. <laughs> I wonder who it'll be this year. Get Gaz Cameron up here now.
1: <laughs> I got some people.
0: unsolicited advice for Ala Vila. Uh, Cameron. You know, I mean I I, I, finally,
1: I Tiger fans are gonna get a chance to do it. fans in other markets do right yeah complain when a general manager doesn't bring their guy up bring
0: their guy up and look you know it, it, it the, the 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 tigers plan is a simple one you know it's not the, the you know one that's going to oh, sizzle the fans all the time about it but they're playing uh to get a nucleus of players that they feel like can be a, a core of a team that can genuinely contend when they do that they're going to spend money you know the payroll a couple years will, will be other than the Miggy contract will be clear. And uh at that point, you know, we're talking about 2020, 2021, They plan on, you know, getting back into it, depending on how it goes. You know, and uh they they what they're doing is I call it tilling the soil. You know what I mean? They kind of tilling that soil, planting some seeds, plant some seeds, flipping some guys, doing some things. And in the meantime Trying to provide uh, baseball fans here and that they understand what the circumstances are. They went for it for a dozen years. Yep. Didn't work out. They did everything they could. Now they're paying a kind of a price for that. But the price they're paying is, you know, they they want to come back when they can get into the ring and actually fight for a championship instead of, you know, doing the ham and egg thing, which doesn't, frankly, work.
1: You think of all those years they traded away the prospects that they had drafted. That's I remember, right. they were drafting specific prospects so they could trade them away because they knew that that was how they were going to build their roster.
0: Well, that's, that's the I thing, mean, they, too. They were getting yeah.
1: college guys who were close to the pros that they could flip, and they, they turned those into guys who were productive for the most part. I mean, you look at Dave Dombrowski's trades so That, for the most part. The, the biggest thing, I think, that the point that Al has made, and it's not as, as exciting for fans, but as they get ready for these prospects to come up, And the biggest thing that they should watch is how well are the Tigers developing now their prospects? They really didn't worry about it in in past years. Not that they didn't try, but I think there's a much bigger emphasis on the player development. And I will tell you all the time, the amount of resources that they have put into the minor leagues, whether it's the equipment in terms of measuring equipment, things that help you with your biomechanics, things they've been working, I know, out of University of Michigan to get pitchers with a – you know, get their motion as efficient as possible. All the kinds of things that you can use to help either a batter or a pitcher with their motion and or their stance and or their swing. But also, I mean, so the the amount of money in player development has grown exponentially in the last few years, and that's been huge. It's not a sexy topic. It's not something that's really – but as these guys get closer to the major leagues – that's where, hopefully, this investment pays off because a lot of these guys are going to be really close to the major leagues within the next year, year and a half.
0: You know, I, the one thing about it, I, I think it is, I don't know, a sexy topic, however you want to describe it, I think it is exciting. You know, for me, uh, you know, knowing uh, the past that I've seen with the, the teams here, the, the Tigers specifically, uh, but all of the professional sports teams here that have had success, um, with the rare exception, it's been about a, a core of players that were developed by the organization that built to a championship. The last time the Tigers actually won everything, it was exactly like that, and it was like that uh, when we were smaller. We, were, you and I, were pretty young, but this, the the 68 Tigers, you know, which we don't have maybe as cognitive memory as we have of '84. But if you go back and you look at it, we certainly read about it and looked about it. Different time, you know, a lot of those guys pre-draft. But they
1: all came up together. That like, was a decade where that core stayed together for the most part. Yes.
0: You know, freehand Horton came in, um, you know, the same, basically the same time. Uh, they were kind of the seed to it. Al Kaline was already there as the veteran right. guy. They made a key trade for younger player and Norm Cash. You know, Dick McAuliffe was a guy that they, you know, signed before the draft. Mickey Lolich. So it's, it, it, that's kind of how it be. You have to build. And era to era, it changes in some of the semantics, but how you do it. And people love those two teams because they identified with those players. So for me, it's kind of an exciting thing rather than, you know, the ham and egg thing, I have no uh, you know uh, criticism at all of Mike Illich going for it. Mike Illich, late Mike Illich, and what he did. He was doing it to do the very best. They knew that this day was coming, uh, but bad organizations don't realize that they end up in kind of like the Orioles you know did for a number of years you know some of the things you see uh that don't work the Phillies you know after they you know no you, you understand who you are where you're at and then go to it and they got a good plan now we got a couple years ago Al you know it's kind of like oh, I don't know how to explain this I don't Al knows exactly you know how he wants to go about this now and the analytics is a huge part of it and then the things huge that you're talking about and it's not just Numbers, the statistics, no. it's technology, it's
1: technology. With
0: the, technology, and this medical things like you're talking about. Uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into it uh, when it comes down to it. So I'm all excited about it. To be honest with you, I love you know talking about the prospects and different things. And one of the things we're going to look at next two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. What is that Tigers lineup going to look like? in 2020.
1: I think it's a great exercise. I love it. I would love to hear what fans think because to me that's a great exercise whether you're the Tigers organization or a fan because for the first time in how long this is actually worth doing. It wasn't worth doing (laughs) some years ago when the farm system didn't have much. This is worth doing and it's fun to try to project what 2020 the lineup's going to look like. Lynn Henning did it I think a month or two ago and it just sparked uh, you and I started talking about it but it really is kind of intriguing. And I think the, the lineup he put together, and we can read that for you, and then you can work off of that, is probably a, a, not a bad first attempt at a 2020 opening day lineup.
0: Speaking of Lenny, he had an interesting story I read about uh, the Tigers prospect. That,
1: the guy that you love.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I do. I do. I really <laughs> do. I think he's got a real high ceiling. Uh, we'll talk about that all coming up next. Tyson Ross, Tigers free agent pitcher, signee, will join us at 745. He's Dan Dickerson. on Packaputo. Caputo. It's Tiger Talk. Here on 97 won the ticket. 97 won the ticket. Hey, we got to open lines. You know, I hear people say all the time uh, about baseball. I say, hey, Pat, we love when you talk baseball. Hey, when's the first Tiger Talk show? Reminds people that uh, Tiger Fest is coming up, which it is, and uh, reminds them that Dan Dickerson's going to be on the mic for that first game of the spring training, which he's going to be pretty soon, and you can hear that. Nice. you. 22nd, I believe. Yeah, and you can hear that unique sound of the bet uh, <laughs> at Merchant Stadium. It's always been like that. And then you got uh, the season opener. It comes up pretty fast uh, in late March. And then the home opener, I believe it's April 4th this year. So this is, you know, great, exciting times for people who love baseball. And, uh, you know, people, oh, the Tigers aren't any good, you know, whatever this and that. And Tigers are in a rebuilding mode. Uh, if you you're Baseball fans, I think they, they understand that. Uh, I'd be been the first to criticize the Tigers when I think that they're doing things wrong. I don't but uh, in this particular case, I think they absolutely have a good plan and uh, I think it's something that uh people embrace uh, if you love baseball you know if you're one of those uh, you're not a you know baseball person or anything maybe you might want to give it a chance because uh, you know you'll see it. it you know what it reminds me of It reminds me a little bit. look at it in this sense you know how uh you have college football recruiting yeah. And, you know, they put the stars on it, you know, five stars, right. four stars, three stars. You know, when the Tigers, you know, the trade deadlines come and they make some deals and everything, what what type of star did they get back, you know, uh, in those deals and how do those guys project? And they go up and down like stocks and they're very interesting to follow. And then when they eventually come up, you get to see them play and how it fits together. I, I think it's actually something I think people, if they – Give it a chance; we'll like it.
1: I mentioned the book Astro Ball last week. Ben, is it reader? Reader, yeah. So, yeah, terrific writer. Really enjoyed the book. I'd recommend it highly to anybody. And I wanted to read it especially because I wanted to, he got great access to the Astros as they rebuilt from 2014 on. From what average 110 losses a year for three years, whatever it was, it was fascinating because of all the little things that go into a rebuild. But it was also interesting reading about how Alavila held out. For those three prospects, he got for Justin Verlander, and you know, literally the deal got done with they say two seconds to go. Right, literally the timestamp was. Uh, but I mean, Daz Cameron, Franklin Perez, Jake Rogers remain big pieces in this organization. Right, they weren't the top three in the Astros organization. No. Those are, he identified three that he thought could help, and that trade remains. Do you talk about three star, four star, five star? Those are three really important pieces well, going it, forward. How do you? I would like your opinion on Franklin Perez after a year that was really a lost year. This past. I don't know. You know, Do you have I, any feel at all?
0: Well, the feel I had for him is that he was a, you Potential know, a boy, two, a boy right? with a man's body. You know, right. you know, I mean, he was bigger and stronger than he should have been at nineteen and more advanced, and loved it. Loved him as a prospect. Kind of falls off the mound a little bit when he throws, but. You know, he got hurt so i don't know you know at this point is you know velocity going to come back to where it was he threw pretty consistently in the 90s had command and poise so i have no idea you know he would be the uh epitome of a stock that went down simply because of injury which mm-hmm. happens often with pitchers and very well could go up uh this year but i have no idea i just know that before that happened you know he was in you know he would be a four-star prospect right. that they picked up uh, in that deal and was clearly the best player that they picked up in the deal at the time the deal was made. Daz Cameron had just shown a little bit of power, and he was considered a stock that was going down, but his power went up and he became a better player, so his stock has risen uh, from that trade. Jake Rogers went way down because he's in 150 at the midway point of last season. He's an excellent defensive catcher, and he wouldn't surprise me if his stock goes up you know, this year because he's got – you know ability, and he probably learned from the experience. Yeah. So.
1: you hear a lot about his struggles, and they were. You're right; it was awful. It was awful for a couple of months. I want to say it was his last forty games, and go by memory, that can be tricky. But he eight eighty OPS over yeah, his last I, forty games or so. It was he, impressive. He, he it recovered. Was, it was a big finish, and it was an important finish no, for him. He, like he, you say, he, he may start at Double A, and but he ends up at Triple A. I don't think there's any question if he continues to develop because there's no question about his defensive skills. He's very. good Everybody at thought he was, I think, the best catcher defensive catcher in camp last spring well now, not, a little bit of cockiness to him and ron let him know that but that's all right
0: no he's uh you know he's got a chance but they're not going to push him you know they're what they're going to do with him he may even start at erie they're not going to push him right. at all so they're 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 giving griner a chance that's their you know they their coaches and Gardie, Ron Gardenhardt, they, they like uh, Griner. And, you know, he's been kind of an undervalued prospect. People kind of shrugging their shoulders, 4A prospect, things like that. Their coaching staff thinks he may be a little bit better than that. Now, they don't expect him to be, uh, you know, the second coming of uh, Pudge, you know, something like that, or even maybe in a full-time major league regular eventually. But as somebody who can play in the major leagues for a long time in a platoon situation and have value, or be a regular, but with some help.
1: Yeah, if you have really good defensive skills that can hit a little, you're really valuable.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. You know, they like his defense better than they liked McCann's.
1: All right, you want to take a shot at position players for 2020 and I'll take a shot at the rotation? Okay.
0: Uh, position player.
1: Doesn't we, have to be a lineup. it just go catcher and then around the infield to the outfield.
0: Uh, catcher, I'll go with Rogers by then. All right. And then, okay, you want to go? It may not
1: be opening day, but or do you think it will be opening day 2020? Majority catcher.
0: I'll go with Rogers as coming up late next year. He's 24 or right. something like that. I'll go with him as their opening day catcher in 2020. Okay. I like him as potential more than Griner's. All
1: right. First base.
0: Well, that'll be Miggy.
1: You still think it'll be Miggy? Yeah, I do. Versus full-time DH.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be Miggy. Okay. I think Miggy's going to make it hard for them.
1: All right. That way. Second base. Uh, yeah, Cody Clemens by then? Uh, No, I'll go with uh, yet-to-be-unnamed
0: player traded for Castellanos.
1: Okay, I'll go Cody Clements.
0: Okay, I think it's too soon on that.
1: All right, shortstop and third base because this is interesting. You've got Willie Castro, Sergio Alcantara, Alcantara, Isaac Paredes, And the incumbent, Jamer Candelario, at third. But all three of those guys play short. All three are very talented. You think Paredes will move off of short. But give me your left side of the infield from that group of four or anybody else you want to add.
0: I'll go, okay, I'll I'll say, uh, okay, move Miggy to DH. You know, say he agrees to it. I'll put Jamer at first, and I'll put Paredes at third. Paredes is a good enough athlete to play at third. I'll put him there. I think I like him better there at third and second. Shortstop? It'll be uh, Willie Castro. Willie is a good player.
1: Now, they love Alcantara.
0: Um, I think Willie Castro's got more upside than Alcantara.
1: Okay. Because Alcantara hasn't hit a whole lot, but...
0: Willie Castro's got a real they solid... They really like
1: Castro, don't they?
0: Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think so. Okay. Uh, because they wanted to get him twice, and they finally got him the second time. And he can run, he can field... Um, and he's got a more simp- He's got a simplistic hitting approach that's going to, I think, allow him to take full advantage of being a plus defender and not be a liability right. offensively.
1: I think people should keep an eye on Alcantara. Okay, just, just so just because people raved about him so much, we didn't see I thought him. it was Alcantara. No, well, just... I've, I've got Victor Alcantara, so I'm going with Sergio Alcantara too. Okay. It might be Alcantara, but I'm going with Alcantara. All okay. right, left field.
0: Uh, it'll be. I'll go with uh, Stewart.
1: Center field. This is Daz the 2020 Cameron. opening Daz day Cameron. line. And in right fields, uh, free agent to be named later.
0: Right field, uh, okay. I'll go with this. I'll go with uh, Daz Cameron in right and uh, Jacoby Jones still in center.
1: That's funny. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. And I think Daz Cameron can be a very good center fielder, but I think Jacoby Jones is special. Uh, he is. He's, he's special. He's a, but, he just needs to hit enough. Look at Kevin Pilar's offensive numbers. Nothing special. There's extreme value in having Kevin Pilar as your center fielder, at least there has been for Toronto in recent years. Jacoby Jones hits a little more. He's a three four war player. There's great value in that.
0: Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. We'll get to the pitching staff coming up next. We'd love to hear from you. It's Tiger Talking. 97 won the ticket. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven is the phone number. Ticket Texas at nine seven one three six. We'd love to hear from you. I got open lines. People say, "Hey, let's talk some baseball." This is your opportunity to do it. Dan and I are here every week. Or give us a call. Tyson Ross will join us coming up at seven forty five. So give us a call. This segment, we'd love to hear from you. We're going over the possible Tigers lineup because prospects are going to be the big story this year. Who moves forward? What stocks move forward? Um, who makes their debut in the 2019 season who's going to be there in 2020 you know the, the Tigers are in that spot and uh, looking at it um you know who's going to be there in their lineup and who's going to be making that progress uh, as they move forward you know the, the, the weird part about this is Dan um you know it's uh there, there's kind of a yet to be named thing I, I fully expect absolutely I fully expect the Tigers to trade
1: Nick. Castellanos.
0: I don't think it's going to be this offseason, but I do think that uh, there will be a market for him come trade deadline time.
1: We He's... talked about a little bit last week, but that hitting style, I think, is going to be one of those things that people are going to say, I like because he makes contact, he hits the ball hard, top five last two years in hard hit percentage. That's not a small thing. His style of hitting in this day and age of strikeouts works and I think a team is going to want that bad at some point during the year. I agree with you, but the Tigers are holding out, and I, I'm glad they are. Well,
0: the, the Elavila's got to make a decision. His uh, analytics department has to make a decision on how do you balance Nick Castellanos' hit tool with a you know a negative defensive tool. That's right. undeniable. I mean, it's you know. So how do you balance
1: that? Yeah, and other Nick, teams are doing it, <laughs> and and
0: will Nick Castellanos? How much is he going to balance that? If he's cut loose for a free agent, is he gonna be somebody who wants to bounce around, or does he want to sign a contract that's going to, you know, be less than what the big dream was? Uh, I thought it was fascinating when he talked about metrics and and things like that last. You could sense some frustration from mm-hmm. him about that. Put that out of his mind. Realize that that's what every team. It's not just fans and geeks right. like you and I. Every organization's looking like at it like that. How do you balance that again? Because he is a tiger. He was drafted by the Tigers. He's, uh, I think, he's a popular player. People like Nick Castellanos. Yeah. I think he has some leadership qualities, and he's, he's, he, he's, he's going. He's going to hit. I mean, he's, he's a really, really good hitter, and he's going to be better. I think. Yeah, as a hitter, it's a 900 OPS guy. Right, but you know, on the downside, hey, Nick, play first base. If he did that, I think that that would be a great elixir for his career. But I understand the frustration. He's worked so hard. Right. You know, and he, you know, first base would be kind of like changing his position. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, okay, try this now. So, I mean, I understand the entire circumstance. Right. So, but the pitching staff. You know, who do you see uh, as the Tigers pitching staff in 2020? All right, 2020.
1: So, you know, again, this this is prompted by Lynn Henning, who uh, who gave it a shot. He was the first one. I, maybe others have done it, but he's the first one I saw among the Tigers beat writers to try it. And he had in the rotation 2020 Fulmer, Bo Burroughs, Matt Manning, Franklin Perez, Casey Mize, and Daniel Norris. That was Lynn Hennings. Right. I keep going back and forth. It seems like the Tigers would like to trade Fulmer, and I think they'd like to trade him – not because they want to get rid of Michael Fulmer, but because they really still want to add an impact back to the system. And if he gets healthy, it just seems like he might get traded at some point before 2020. I agree.
0: He's in the same category because as Nick Because that's Cassianos. the guy
1: who would get you the most in return. And he's going
0: to start to get paid before the uh, time for them to win a championship. Remember, they,
1: they've got him, though, for four more years. That's right. They do have him for four. Personally, I like Michael Fulmer. And when you think about 2020 unless you're going to add a free agent pitcher, you do need someone at the top of the rotation. Well, he
0: has real good leadership qualities, uh, too.
1: I love the guy. I've got Michael Fulmer as my number one. Casey Mize is in the rotation. Is he a number two? He's going to be. Or he's going to be a number one. Matt Manning, will he be in the major leagues as early as 2020? Yes, I don't think it'll be opening day. I think Bo Burroughs will be. Spencer Turnbull. You do not agree with me on that one, I know. No. (laughs) I don't. <laughs> and I would like to be correct on this next one. I would like to be correct that Daniel Norris will be a big piece. This is a big year for Norris. I still think that there's a world of talent in there. The injuries obviously have added up. And he's got lots of proof this year. But my hope is he's still there. And then my next three would be Fajado, Funkhauser, Perez. And Fajado falls into that same group. Big year for him. Uh, you know, I, I don't see what, it with yeah.
0: Fajado. Uh, here's what I – are going to trade Matthew Boyd at some point as well? If he – Plays well. I guess
1: that's why he's not in this group. I think he gets traded.
0: Yeah. And so, got him
1: for four more years, too.
0: Of of their prospects, I like Manning by far. Manning could come very quickly. I think he's their top prospect overall. Him and uh, uh, Paredes, to me, are outstanding prospects. Uh, Best prospects the Tigers have had in a long time uh, in terms of their upside. Love Matt Manning. Didn't, wasn't, love Matt Manning. (laughs) And uh, the other one is, uh, you know, I think Bo Burroughs is underrated. I think he'll be in there. Um, I don't know. Perez, it's about his health. Um, Fajedo, I'd be surprised. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, to me, he's disappointing. Uh, and uh, uh, Funkhauser is weird because he's either great or not so great. Bullpen guy? Uh, he could be. I don't, there's. He's got Some stuff. of these guys
1: are going to end up in the bullpen. He's right? got.
0: He's got stuff. Daniel Norris, I agree with you about. Daniel Norris. Is a better prospect by far. He's much younger, has better stuff, is a better athlete than Matthew Boyd. Um, he does have a high ceiling, you know. If he can pull it together just a little bit on his command, you know, and just calm down
1: a little bit, yeah. he's going to be a good pitcher.
0: So I'll go with Norris. I'll go with Burroughs. I'll go with Mize. I think Mize. I'm giving him a shot. I yeah. really don't
1: know. It took Justin Verlander one year. Remember, both college guys, both uh, right at the top of the draft.
0: He. It's me. I'm not comparing I, to Justin
1: Verlander, but yeah. I'm just saying. Draft position, this is a guy who could come quick.
0: He could, based on what I saw early in the year, and they worked with him. They had a good plan with why they drafted him. Norris, I'll put him in that group. And, uh, you know, that, that that's kind of where I'd go with it.
1: But you do need some – I mean, you can't have an all-rookie rotation, let's face it, right? You're going to have to have some experienced arms to go with guys who are very promising and likely will be in this rotation.
0: Right. Is, is Zimmerman still signed after that, or is his contract – He's got
1: two more years. Yeah, so
0: he is still beyond the team. That's true. So – that's anyway, that's our that's our rotation. Bill, you're on uh, Tiger Talk here on 97 1 The Ticket. What's up, Bill?
1: Hey, gentlemen. Uh, I just
2: want to bring up uh, Brock Deathridge. Yeah. I mean, the kid is, you know, he flew through single A. They say he's starting the year off in Erie, and he might end up in uh, Toledo by the end of the minor league season. Do you guys think there's any chance that we're going to see him make his debut this September?
0: Well, I could, you know what? It's a long shot this September, but I agree with you. Uh, that. Uh, he has a natu- He has uh, athletic ability. He's very fast. Uh, he's got uh, some zip in his bat. Um, the, the contact rate is going to be the major issue with him. I mean, it's literally all or nothing if you go back and you look at it. Uh, but he's really, really athletic. Another kid uh, that has it. A- you see, the one thing I like about the Tigers organization that I didn't always like. Uh, this kid Robson's another example of it. Um, they're four A guys, or guys that you project as four A's, or, or late round picks, or later round picks, uh, that you don't, you know, necessarily think w- when they get a chance, they're not going to be overwhelmed by the athleticism of Major League Baseball, like kind of like Michael Gerber. With all due respect to Michael Gerber and everything, you know, you, these guys are they're good enough athletes that they would be in the middle of the pack just athletically. Rather than hey you know they kind of overshot the, the coverage as uh, minor league hitters and that's why they're getting a
1: chance. Does right. that make
0: any sense? Yeah. And deathridge definitely falls into that category, but he's going to have to. You got to put the ball in place some.
1: All well, right. Sixty four strikeouts, two hundred and sixty plate appearances. That's not too much. Yeah. To me, you know, so it's high. But yeah. The Tigers will be emphasizing a little more contact.
0: Yeah, but I, I to <laughs> me, uh, there there's some yeah that's what I would say with Deathridge. Definitely open up your eyes when you watch you mentioned West speed. Michigan. And remember, one He's thing athletic. they
1: really want to do is build this team to the ballpark more than they have in other years. He's and definitely he qualify.
0: Their position player prospects are a little bit better than people think. And I do like that that Robson kid's One of those guys is going to keep playing and playing and playing. May end up being okay. And uh, I'm not trying to tout him or something right. like that. But I don't, nobody ever mentions him. So and. Uh, I, uh, What this is going to sound stupid, but the good ones come quickly. Don't be surprised if when we're talking next year at this time, the one we're talking about a lot is Parker Meadows. You know, even though he's 19 years old and all that, high school kid, he has he's there. He has a chance to really. He has a chance to be a five-tool, bonafide major league guy. And those guys, it doesn't take them that long. In both the fact that he and Paredes are as young as they are. That bodes pretty well for their well. future because I think those two guys have big upside. You know, they have high ceilings. Yeah. I'm still surprised that Parker Meadows just looking at and talking to some scouts that see C- that East, you know, that I've talked to for a number of years. Love him. They just love him.
1: We're thrilled to get him. You know,
0: and uh well, and Who I think that's the fortieth pick right in there. I think they were even more thrilled after they actually saw him play. Ninety seven won the ticket. Well, Dan, you know, I got the uh, Tiger Fest will be coming up pretty soon. You looking forward to that? Always. You know, we'll be down there doing a special edition of Tiger Special Talk. edition.
1: No question. It is fun. I mean, you really, you get a chance to spend most of an hour with David Chad and Al Avila, and you get to really get in depth on the rebuild and uh, off-season moves, and the things they are thinking, and all the considerations that go into each move. It's fascinating, and we, you and I love doing it. We have good crowds down there, and then there's another hour where we get to talk to players and/or Ron Garden hires some coaches. So it really is a fun day. Just for, so fans know, it's coming up the 26th. So that's two weeks from this Saturday. You've got uh, Tigers coaches obviously two days of the caravan followed by Tiger Tigerfest. Tickets are thirty dollars, half off for kids 14 and under. And you can go to tigers.com/tigerfest. You can always call 866 eight six six sixty six TIGER.
0: Uh, we're supposed to be joined by Tyson Ross. I don't know whether, what's happening with that there. But the guys behind the board letting us know.
1: Bad connection? We re-establishing, had a bad, re-establishing, reestablishing as we connection speak. our connection with Tyson Ross,
0: <laughs> the newest Tiger pitcher. But as the Tigers have added some players. They added uh, Ross, who we're going to talk to here coming up. Uh, Matt Moore. I like Matt Moore signing too. And also uh, you have uh, Jordy Mercer, who joined us last week. But anyway, we have him now. Uh, that is uh, Tigers, uh, one of their newer players, uh, Tyson Ross. How are you, Tyson?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. good. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yes. So here yeah. you are. You're coming into Detroit uh, last year. You stayed healthy throughout the entire year, and uh, you're coming to a new team. What are you expecting this year?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely definitely excited about the opportunity to come out there to Detroit and continue uh, getting back to my old form. You know, Last year was big for me. You know, proving to teams that I was healthy again, feeling normal, taking the ball every five days. And, you know, I'm just trying to build off what I did last year and be even better in
1: 2019.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting. uh, The injury that you had and I uh, trouble.
1: Thoracic uh, outlet syndrome. There you go. Dan understands he's much better at the medical terms than I am.
0: You know, it's not not a a surgery that uh, is uh, minor, it's a complicated thing. You missed a lot of time. it was interesting when I talked to. Uh, tigers about your signing and said hey you know what this injury this and that they said that you were actually one of the more healthy uh, pitchers that was available in free agency and that your health was one of the things that appealed to them um and you're a further year away from that um do you feel like you are your old self now
2: uh yeah yeah definitely you know it's definitely taken some time after that injury and you know to figure some things out you know going into the 2018 season as far as mechanics and and feeling normal on the mound again but you know taking the ball uh you know making 22 23 starts last year before getting transitioned to the bullpen and feeling healthy it was uh was a big step in the right direction for me so you know i'm looking forward to getting up there you know 33 35 starts again and and you know pitching deep into games and and just competing
1: so last year was just huge for you to get back to that number of innings because i don't think Fans, I mean it's not tommy John's surgery in terms of how common it is but it's become a little more common in recent years my understanding is it's kind of the compression of blood vessels and nerves leading from your neck down your arm and it results in numbness it can be it can be debilitating
2: yeah yeah exactly I think it's uh, you know it's starting to be diagnosed properly a little bit more which is why it's going to be a, a little bit more common now but you know it's definitely uh invasive surgery it's a lengthy rehab and you know, for me it just kinda took a while before I, I kinda, you know, felt like my myself on the mound again.
1: So did by the you, end of the year you were you felt like you were there?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I got stronger as the year went on and you know, just just the, the flow of the game started to come back. So, you know, that's that's fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting out there and spring training and getting back to work.
0: You know, at a time in uh, St. Louis, uh, your numbers really were good. Uh, did it, it gets better as the season went on last year?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I kind of learn from every outing and, and, you know, working in between outings. So, you know, I, I tend to, you know, start off pretty well and, and just try and get stronger as the year goes on. And, you know, as time progressed, you know, my sequences got a little bit better. My understanding of, you know, controlling my movement and things like that came along. And, you know, the, the end result was pretty good there at St. Louis.
1: Just so fans know, you had two very good years with San Diego before you had the thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, in in 2014, 2015, a wipeout slider you like to throw your slider a lot you were maybe ahead of the curve on that in terms of how much you throw it do you feel like that pitch for you has has come back because that's the pitch that really stands out and it looks like by the numbers it was still one of your best pitches last year
2: yeah yeah definitely you know the slider is my bread and butter and you know I had had a good feel for that early on and and that's what I always kind of lean on so you know I think as my as my arm strength continues to improve and You know, I can kind of get back to the sinker I used to throw in 2014, 2015. Uh, I think it's just going to make my slider that much better. So I'm looking forward to, you know, putting in a lot of work and and getting that sinker dialed in and and ready to go.
0: You know, I do want to say this in this era of analytics and everybody looking at your statistics much deeper, you had a real good year in 2013 as well. I mean, you know, you whipped, everything was really good that year uh, as well. And that was the year you kind of emerged uh, when you went uh, from Oakland to San Diego, um, when you look at the Tigers, you you come to this organization you signed early. You know there's a lot of, you know players that were in your spot. Uh, you know they're still out there waiting. Uh, you went with the Tigers. You went with them early in the process. Why did you? Uh, the two sides get together so quickly in this era where sometimes it takes a while.
2: Oh, you know it just made sense. Uh, the Tigers were were aggressive early. You know they were uh, one of the first teams to call, and you know they were on me and my agent constantly. You know you know where's he at? What's he thinking? Uh, and it, it just made sense for us, uh, you know, the opportunity to come out here and start, and uh, a team that, you know, if you look at us on paper, you know, we got a lot of young players, but I think our staff can be pretty good, and if we play some good defense, you know, I think we're going to be right there with a lot of teams for for majority of the year. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to play with, with a lot of these guys and, and get to know them as the season goes on.
1: We talked to Jordy Mercer uh, last week. He's going to be one of your new teammates. We're talking with Tyson Ross, who's one of the Tigers' new starting pitchers, the importance of having is team's rebuild and you got all this young talent coming up and there's young talent here uh, the the value of having someone like you a veteran who's been through a lot and can still obviously perform at this level at a very high level just can you talk about the kind of the role for you coming into this organization you know what the role is and you know how valuable that can be to have that veteran guy working with the younger pitchers
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I I look back to to my younger years in this league and and, you know, all the veteran guys that helped me along the way and really kinda showed me what I needed to do to succeed, you know, with their work ethic and and how they go about getting outs out there. So, you know, it's it's as much of a learning experience for me as it will be for everyone else. And it's you know, I think as a pitching staff we'll we'll grow and get better as the season gets on and and, you know, we'll learn from each other and and it's gonna be a, a great environment for everyone.
1: Have you been to Comerica Park? I was looking at, uh, have you pitched in Comerica Park? Made a start uh, here? I have not
2: pitched there yet.
1: So you, will, when you when you come for Tiger Fest, you'll be able to see that outfield expanse. <laughs> and yep, picture Jacoby exactly. Jones going gap to gap. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a beautiful laughs> Although you're, I know you're more of a ground ball pitcher, but still, I think uh, a lot of pitchers enjoy uh, seeing all that, that, that room out there.
2: Yeah, yeah I definitely love real estate so uh you know it's a great ballpark and and every time I've been to Tiger stadium it's uh it's cool to see the fans and the passion that they have for the game
0: yeah you know Tyson we appreciate you taking the time and and talking to us uh, good luck uh, are you coming to Tiger fest when the caravan coming up here
1: yep yeah you know, I'll be out there in a few weeks
0: yeah I'm sure the fans are looking forward to, to meeting you and good luck
1: hey thank you very much Tyson thanks for your time appreciate it
0: there you go. That was uh, Tyson Ross. Pretty uh, pretty good guy. The one thing that was interesting about that uh is this is kind of why did the Tigers sign him? And uh why was it so quick? this was somebody that uh their scouting staff uh looked at last year, liked what they saw. Fastball down a little bit from what it was in those right. years where he did uh you know pretty well. But uh, it's about the slider and what they saw scouting him and the health issues. I was Uh, Believe it or not, that's what I was told, that health was one of the key reasons why they identified him when they went through – Tigers go through a bunch of checks now. Sure. Uh, One of them is their analytics department, their scouts who've seen him. Um, You know, we talk about biomechanics. The Tigers actually look at biomechanics with pitchers especially and health. And their medical department uh, probably gave him the highest grade, I was told. Uh, despite uh, what that injury was, which uh, was an injury I believe that Jeremy Bonderman had, exactly, you know, it's the, a
1: tough one. I mean, you, don't they take a rib out to be well? They can take a piece, yeah, take a piece out and to relieve the pressure, right? Uh, from what it's to? not easy to come back from. So the fact that he pitched 150 innings last year was significant. Starting in relief, yeah. um, So I think that's all good. It's a tough injury to come back from. There aren't many who have and come back and pitch like they have, but. This is a guy, it'll be interesting to watch him in spring training because I think there's still a lot there. And Like you said, the arm speed and the the snap on the slider, that'll be a key as the season progresses to watch for Tigers fans because he throws his slider a lot. Yes.
0: Uh, Coming up next will be uh, Inside Hockey Town. Dan, enjoyed it as always. All
1: right, Pat, we'll talk to you next week. Next
0: week, man. 97 won the ticket.